0: A Syracuse Sports Center starts now.
1: I'm Joe Salzon. The Mets beat the Yankees two nothing. Seth Lugo threw six shutout innings for the Mets. Todd Frazier blasting a two run homer for the only score of the game. It was the first time the Yankees were shut out since August of last year. They were the last team in baseball to be shut out this season. Rafael Nadal won his 11th French Open, beating Dominic Thiem in straight sets. Nadal has now won 17 majors overall. It's the second most only behind Roger Federer's 20. And the day after Justify won the Belmont Stakes and the Triple Crown, controversy strikes as some other jockeys are accusing trainer Bob Baffert of bending the rules. Other jockeys claim that Baffert used his other horse in the race as a blocker for Justify, keeping competing horses away long enough for Justify to grab a lead and the win. I'm Joe Salzon, The Daniel Baldwin Show. Starts now.
2: Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel
0: Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. A woman
3: on the radio
2: talks <laughs> about Hey, welcome to the big show. It's Monday. It's been a big weekend, a freak end. Freak um, end, a freak end. A freak end. Yeah, trademark was, pending. Yeah, it was freaking. Uh, trademark <laughs> pending. I had the lovely Robin at uh, at the casino. Did you at the hotel casino? We, Very nice. We didn't do any gambling. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Everything was a sure yes. bet. Correct. What would mm-hmm. you
4: do if you were in gambling at a casino? Poor Cody. He doesn't
2: know. Oh, poor Cody.
4: Oh. No,
2: oh, yeah. And he gets get it. It. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was a little dinner, little little and vadining. Vidinin. <laughs> How about that for a
0: trademark? Trademark also
2: pending. <laughs> on vadining. Yeah, wow. baby. <laughs> Your teammate, Cody Mack, is sitting in right now. Cody Mack <laughs> is here. Let me tell you. Um, I'm going to give my version. Is that all right first, Cody? No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, that's... so my version of it is. Big and, and I want the big game you the know. And I want you to know. That Punta Stella, the uh, uh, Galaxy Communications Media Giants basketball team that played in the uh, tournament at the Dome on Saturday, it changed my life. Oh, basketball tournament changed my life. Oh, I'd like to hear this. It literally changed my life. So we get down there, <clears throat> we're playing our first game, and we got you know some information from our. I guess he was our coach, Gomez. Um, who was pretty much on his phone texting the entire time. Oh, nice. He never came in the game. I like it. Never I came in either game. he was there the second yeah. game. He was like, yeah. well, you guys, He never, said, the saw, t- he never called a timeout. To so w- w- the first game we're playing, in warm-ups, the first three shots from the kid that I ended up guarding, he dunks it with right hand, he dunks it with his left hand, then he tomahawk dunks it with two hands. And I looked at him and I went, oh, God. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> it's going to be this. So I go, okay, well, I'll guard him. Now, happily, I will say that in that game, he scored one point. One point inside, he got him. You held him to one. I held him to one. I was happy with that. We were outmatched for sure. We didn't shoot well, but they were really good. And they, you know, they just ran right by us and they scored and they beat us 15 to three. So, or four. So, um, how many
4: points did you score? Four. (laughs) Okay, then four. (laughs) Four. 15 15 to four. then.
2: Then in the second game, in the loser's bracket, we go down the court and this is classic. So they've got three guys and a girl and the girl's like 6'3 which is really tall she's definitely oh, yeah. a college basketball player and um she comes down so everyone scatters to, to the two guys and leaves the girl standing there for me to have to guard I'm like I don't want to guard the girl I definitely did that 100% Totally. both you guys did <laughs> I definitely did so no one wanted to have the girl shake them and bake them. and 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 then I'm not saying it in a in a derogatory way that I didn't want to I didn't want to tr- guard her cuz the one thing I always worry about where you hit them, and if you knock into them, or you know that kind of thing. I no. mean, I, I would rather play a more physical game. And then what's that going to look like? And what if I hit her in the wrong spot? You know, or so you know. I mean, it's a, e. you know, I don't want to do. it. I just didn't want to get dunked on by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, w- in the course of the game, within the first few minutes, I realize we're down seven to nothing, and I have been hammered inside. They had the one kid that could really shoot the. The African American kid who was pretty stocky. Yeah. And every time you drove by your player, he stuck up and just literally knocked you. He knocked me to the ground twice At every single time. He just fouled the you. Hole. Yeah. And so the girl that's the re- they have a girl referee. She's standing in the basket with a um a whistle hanging from. She never once even put the whistle in her hand. The court next to us. Every time they blow a whistle, it's so close we think it's us and we're stopping playing, and there's no communication going. On. But to make a long story short, we get shelled. We Literally, I knew what it was like to be the Houston Rockets in Game 7 against Golden State. I couldn't hit the side of a barn door. And I, I mean, there weren't like I was missing my shots badly off the back of the rim, off the just the front of the rim, rattled it, bounced out. Yeah, I just could not knock it down. I ended up scoring one point. We lost 15 to 1. It was humiliating. But what was really funny was afterwards I walk off the court and the, and the ref comes up to me to shake my hand. And I looked at and I went, You're terrible at this. I mean, do you do you not know that when someone gets not? She goes, and she kinda walked away in a huff. So we sit down and she walks up and she goes, I just want you to know that I volunteered to come down to you to help out for this great cause. Bobana looked at she goes, And I've never refereed a basketball game before in my life. And I looked at her and I went, Have did you play basketball like in high school or anything? And she goes, No. I put both my hands on her shoulders and I went, Then I say I, I have to apologize to you. I'm sorry. You don't know what a foul is, or you don't know, do you? And she goes, no. She had no you, idea.
4: you apologized where I was like, why did you volunteer for this spot? There's a thousand
2: volunteer positions open. Maybe ref wasn't the one for you. But at one point, I drove, and the I mean, absolutely, two arms, like an intentional foul. Mm-hmm. He grabbed me and knocked me to the ground, and I looked up at her. That's where I was And done. they took the ball out. Yep, that's where so, I was done. But my favorite, my favorite story of the game will always be the girl... I got picked, and the girl went by me, and I rolled off the pick, and I, and I absolutely raked her. I mean, I hit her in the face trying to block her shot. Yeah. And I immediately, she stopped and held the ball. I put both my hands on her shoulders, and I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I went foul. I fouled her. I said, are you okay? It, and she goes, it, We and then all she, stopped. We all stopped. <laughs> then she passed her. the ball to another guy under the basket because we were all standing there with our hands by our sides. And the guy scored, and I looked at her and I went, you're not going to call that that I hit her in the face? And she just stood there like a statue and didn't call the foul. I don't know. I didn't really
4: see anything. What did
2: you see out there? That, no, Cody? that with her.
4: That's what. That was her answer for every time we would turn and look, at her and go. I didn't know because we were trying to eventually officiate it ourselves to the point where, like the game point, the guy dribbled, picked up the ball, looked for a pass, couldn't find the pass, shuffled both of his feet, dribbled again, and drove to the lane. Remember, we all three of me, you, and we Brett stopped, stopped in our, our traction. Went.
2: That's a double dribble,
4: and it was just game point. And game. she, and she looked.
2: Like, she oh, looked up stop. at us. And went. Okay, game. So That's, how long were these games? We're obviously talking about the big there turnaround. Clock, game there was a clock yeah. and, and score. So if you got to 15 mm-hmm. by two, that was that game was over. Okay. Or if the clock had expired, whoever had the lead. Okay. So no, no, none of them had to go to the clock. Gotcha.
4: <laughs> and I, I was saying, not as a cop-out, but I like full court better than half court because despite what maybe you think, half court, you have to sprint almost the entire time, especially with against GNC Foods, because you have to take it back. Every time, with full court, you know, you can kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's fast you break can, Yeah, you can move out a little bit and right. play a little more cherry-picking
5: if you want,
2: but whatever. I, I I You know, I, <laughs> here's how it changed my life. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I, I want cha- to. It changed my life. I got in the car, and I licked my wounds. We got killed. Mm-hmm. I got home, and Robin walked in, and she goes, gosh, you guys didn't do so well. And I looked up, and I went, you know what, Robin? I'm 57 years old, and I'm definitely overweight and i'm not in shape and i'm really bummed that was a, I, when those guys walked up in the second game there wasn't one guy on there that i couldn't have killed in basketball just 5 years ago killed them mm-hmm. at I 52 10 year and these were 20 year, 22 year olds at 32 or even 42 i could have beat any two of them together sure. and and i'm looking now and i'm going wow i've let it go that bad that this is what it this is what, it, what it's come to like like kids that are just not even that good can walk on a basketball court and play with me. And it made me really start thinking about what's going to happen at, at 60, 65, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, if I let this go the way, and I, I said, I am going to the gym every single day. Wow. After work. Starting tomorrow, Rob and I are going on a program just to do something. I, I wasn't like I was dying cardiovascularly. No, I, but- I was,
4: though. So well, I, I hear you when you when you say that because I got I was sitting in my car waiting to leave for like 15 minutes because I was like, as soon as my face isn't deep purple, I'll drive away. So I had the same thing where I was like, what? I'm 33. Like, two little pickup basketball games. Like my thighs are killing me right now. Yeah, like right now they still hurt. So I'm with you on that.
2: Like, and, and, and let me ask, what did you do? How was your benefit? It was very successful. Thank yes? you for asking. Yes, yes. How highest rate we
5: raised forty three thousand dollars. It was wow. five hundred people that came out. It was it was Beautiful. big. I was very happy. Beautiful. But he, he told me that you guys were at the exact same time I was doing the walk when you were playing. I so know. You couldn't do it. It wouldn't have worked out. Well, I know told, he told
4: me. No, I told him he could have done it if he had someone to set up the table for him. And then the second like we were done, he could have just went right there and been there. No,
2: he, had, he, he knew better. He Cody
5: said on our show this morning that the, the half court was almost harder because you have to just keep sprinting back. Did you find that to be true? Half court a little harder than a full game. Full
2: court no, game? because well, first of all, remember it's three on three. So if you played three on three full, oh, no, you'd, we'd, be dead. you'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Five with two more bodies on each side makes a big difference. Secondly, full court is definitely more demanding physically because you know when you looked at the Wegman's team and some of these guys, those guys were gazelles. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you let those guys play full, we'd have yeah. lost in two minutes. You know, and 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 you know, and and I got a kudos out to Axe too because he showed up. He really could not shoot the ball. His yeah, shoulder was that bad.
4: I thought he was using an excuse, but, man, that every time he moved his arm, it was like a you could see a wince on his face. Well, that, that and
2: like... the fact that in warm-ups, he was nine feet from the basket and he left it three feet short. I mean, mm-hmm. he literally, what normally extending his arm, he knows how to shoot. Yeah. So the normal amount of energy that he had to exert to get a ball to the rim, he was struggling to get the ball to the rim from the foul line. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was difficult. Were there
5: any teams worse than you?
2: Uh, you know, I think if we had been a little prepared, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I'm sure all these kids play together. Yeah. You know, they know each other. They probably practice. Had we run a couple of times together, we would have, we would have beat the team we played the second time. But, and and also, too, I mean, literally, well, think about it. In a basketball game that went to 15 points by one and two, so they probably shot, well, the African American kid could shoot. He, he knocked down quite a few two pointers. But, I mean, if they shot, 25 shots, they were 10 for 25. You yeah. know what I mean? Or whatever. We were one for 30. You know, we made one basket. Yeah. Uh, well, you're not going to win a basketball game. Now. This is Syracuse University's three point, you know. Yeah. We were Syracuse against Duke.
5: Yeah. You got to make the shots. You
2: got to knock down the wide open That's jumpers That's how I heard you, know. you win those games. You got to win those games. More you got to make the shots. The yeah.
4: I would play him again, to be honest with you. I would I rematch would him again.
2: I'm looking forward to playing Jimmy the limo driver.
4: Oh, yeah. You got like a one on one happening or something? You got to have at it.
2: <clears throat> Jimmy the, limo dri- Jimmy the limo driver might have been in the game with me the way I shot the second game.
4: That the, the, that drive that he had in the first game, you drove to the hole, and I don't know how he made one move and an up and under, and this thing went in, he hit the ground, went, all right, well, that's going to be the rest of this game. Just give it to him, let him drive.
2: You know what was funny about that? I came down on my left. It wasn't my shooting arm, my left elbow. Well, you hit the ground pretty hard. My left elbow and then my right elbow. So I hit my left elbow, I rolled over my right. My left elbow hurt a lot. You should see my right elbow. Watch this. Okay.
4: You ready? It's like a different color. No, no, watch. I chipped huh. the bone. Oh, he's, oh moving he's moving a piece, his piece elbow of bone around. in his elbow don't you right bet. now.
2: That's messed up. No, put it back. Knocked, that's messed up. I knocked a piece of, of my elbow, my bone, oh. off.
4: I don't think you're supposed to do that.
2: And it's moving in my arm. So that's a... That's... Do I have to go get that taken out? Or do <laughs> I... Let's do it right here. <laughs> Give me a knife. Now let that
5: float around in there for a while. I'm sure nothing yeah. can happen.
2: So do I have to get that removed? Or? Does it hurt? It hurts, it, it, but it's not. It broke the the like a little piece off the like a wow. a quarter of a dime. You know, what I mean, just knocked it off.
5: You
4: don't want it to like get into your elbow. Well, I don't get know how that in my works. joint or
5: whatever. I don't know.
1: It's, hey, if you're a doctor yeah. and you want to call in for ESPN 44, if I may interject,
2: mm-hmm. yes, please.
1: I just want to recap the list of injuries Daniel Baldwin has uh, sustained while working here. over the last few months. Yes, right, right. Back injury.
2: Hernia. Mm-hmm. Now you've got uh, loose bone. Yes. Floating bone. Floating bone disease. I got floating bo- Normally when I have floating bone disease, I'm in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Hello!
5: Phones are open. Rudy's Lakeside Drive empowers our phones. Get hooked on fish, burgers, dogs, and their famous Texas hot sauce for ESPN 44. That is 315-4-ESPN-44. Take a break and come back. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.
0: Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies.
5: Jay
4: Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it.
0: ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m., and 1440 a.m. I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't... um... So what? It's
4: unlistenable radio. You understand me?
2: Daniel Baldwin Show... And hey now, we're back and it's time to play a little so what.
5: Former Syracuse basketball player Rakeem Christmas is now engaged to Jasmine Jordan, daughter of Michael
2: Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so what?
5: No way! That is not a so what. So,
2: so what. That
5: is not a so what. Does she
3: get an inheritance like when Michael Jordan passes away?
5: Dude, you're locking down Michael Jordan money right now.
3: Well, he's got uh, like five kids. All right, so though. maybe
2: for him it's not a so what. that former is is he is he? Is he, uh, he doesn't play anymore. He played
5: uh, like up. in New Zealand for a minute, and then, and then he. <laughs> he played in New Zealand. I thought and he was I mean, in
3: the G League. He's out of the G League. He was
5: Yeah, he's not anything right now.
3: Oh, important. He was <sighs> like
5: in the. He played for the Pistons for a minute. No. Yeah, he was a, no Indiana. Pacers, he played for the Pacers, Pacers, and then he played. I don't even know where the kid went, but he didn't. He didn't make a career out of it.
2: Okay, so you He's playing he,
5: in New Zealand for a million bucks a year. I guess he's making a career out of
2: it. Good for him. Okay, so you bring up an it- interesting point. If you're Michael Jordan, yeah. is this the guy, I mean, y- your daughter's never going to be wanting for money, we realize that. Right. But do you want her to marry former G League? Like, what's he got going on? Well, they
5: met in Syracuse. She went to SU. <coughs> she dated Scoop Jardine for a little bit. They broke up, and then I guess they started dating each other, and... Now it's, it's like marrying royalty. He's marrying into basketball royalty.
2: It's absolutely marrying into royalty. I mean, it, it's for sure not a so what for him.
5: No, it's a big deal for him.
2: But it's definitely a so what for me. Yeah, I could care.
5: Is my whole segment a so what? You're just looking at your phone.
2: You no, don't care I'm about looking, my segment? Not, so, try, of course I like to. Have, am I commenting articulately? <laughs> yes, of <course>. you are. <laughs> of course I am. It's a so what to me. Right. But no, I mean, I'm you... By no means could ever Thank be you. considered so much. You're
5: going to like this headline. You ready for this?
2: All right, I'm ready to go in.
5: <laughs> an, <anonymous, laughs> an anonymous poster on Reddit has said, Quotes, Apparently Bryce and LeBron Jr. have enrolled in an L.A. school for next year. LeBron's children have enrolled in an L.A. school district for next year.
2: Um, I don't doubt that he is going to let's let's put the money into perspective here lebron james could have a learjet standing by right flying him back and forth two days a week to see his family his wife running the show with several people that work there, drivers and he's that kind of money so uh, i remember i'll tell you a a quick story of being up in seattle I, i lived in vancouver um british columbia in canada And I would drive down to Seattle to go see the basketball games. When there were guys that I knew in the league at the time that were playing against the SuperSonics, and I knew Gary Payton, who played for the Sonics, a very great player. So Charles Barkley is in town; he's playing with the Suns. And I turned around and I said, "Hey, man, I'm going to come to the game, and we'll go get something to eat afterwards." He said, "Great." The game finishes. And there's an, a section that you sit in that you mm-hmm. wait with a tunnel that goes into the locker room where the, where the players go. Now, in this section are several floozies that are all dressed up that somehow get to stay and whatever they do. And so this very, very tall guy with a hat and sunglasses on is standing there with a bow tie and his arms are folded in front of him. And Charles walked out and he just went, Mr. Bugley, we're available if you need us. And he said, yeah, no, not tonight, Tim. Thank you so much, though. Blah, blah, blah. And we walked away and I went, Who's that dude? He said he works for the Hilton in Las Vegas. They send him with a driver and an airplane to follow me around where I'm playing on the off chance that I might want to take the car back to the airplane, fly back to Vegas and play cards tonight and gamble. Just on the if that he might come.
5: Cause he's probably good for a quarter of a million dollars.
2: For sure. So he's called a whale, mm-hmm. you know. So, so you think about the kind of money that's spent, you know, on an if mm-hmm. having his kids is definitely a clear indication that where we all know he's going to end up after basketball is going to be Los Angeles. Yeah. He has his mm-hmm. his eye, like Shaquille did, and many others uh, on the entertainment business. Even Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, did did he dabbled in it for some? You, you know, I think that's something that's attractive to LeBron. The whole LA scene. I think he'll excel there. I'm still not convinced after seeing our report today, which actually I'm going to go rather than be long-winded. During so what, I'm going to tell you the report. Remind me, Forrest, to tell me to tell you about the super team theory that LeBron came out with. But I'm going to say that's not a so what. But I don't what, what you're implying with it is that that means LeBron is hedging towards going to Los Angeles. And I don't buy that yet.
5: Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. I think that his family can live in L.A. and he can play wherever he
2: wants. Well, his, what his family can't do? Yeah. His family can't live in Cleveland Right. if he leaves Cleveland. There's no way you want to be LeBron James's kid yeah. in a school right now.
3: I wouldn't say that. They, they shouldn't be upset if he leaves. He came back. He did what he said he was going to do, which was deliver a championship, which right. they haven't had in over 50 years, so... Cleveland fans want to burn his jersey again, fine, but I don't think people are going to have sympathy for you this time.
2: Okay, but remember something. We're talking about his kids. What other 13-year-olds will say to them at school. So, you know, that, that's a little different than what adults who buy the tickets are going to say. Mm-hmm. Kids will destroy you. You know what I mean? I would not want to be a basketball player whose father just left and takes somebody else to an NBA title and leaves Cleveland.
3: If uh, I was 13, I wouldn't want LeBron James' kid to be I – w- I would want him to be my friend. Like, I wouldn't want him to be my enemy. Like, that's the kid that you want to hang out with. He's LeBron James's kid.
2: Yeah, you'll want to hang out with him in L.A. (laughs) Yeah, you just flapped
5: L.A. After the running of the 150th Belmont Stakes, the third leg of the Triple Crown, Justify, is now valued. Over this weekend, $75 million. Justify banked $15 million for the purse, and then Justify's breeding rights were then sold by the owners for $60 million, making them... Seventy five million this weekend.
2: Okay, so hang on a second. That's different than what the earlier thing I heard, which was they sold Justify for seventy five million. And I thought they sold the horse? So they didn't. They sold the breeding rights for sixty for sixty. Yeah. Okay, that's different. So they're gonna put him out to stud, which is, you know, natural But I mean, they
5: claim he's still gonna race. They they were gonna still gonna race this horse.
2: Or, you know, he's done everything they can do. I can't imagine. but I don't know why. But, uh, it, you know, young. in the old days, like during the Sea Biscuit times, they used to be able to do match racing, which was exciting. You took the next greatest horse, and just the two of them went on the track and ran against each other. Oh, like awesome. one-on-one. That would be awesome. That'd One be one-on-one. cool, yeah. CP. American Pharaoh versus Justify one-on-one. Right. Or turn around, or the owners turn around, and they bet each other. They're like, what are the odds? Okay, let's do it.
3: Well, that was the same owner. I, th- I, I think that was the <laughs> same owner.
2: Justify only... Owned American Pharaoh. Now, there's other news, according to the, the update from Joe Salzone. Yeah, I don't buy that.
5: What was the update there, Joe? The, the conspiracy now about this yes,
2: justified thing? blocking. I've had girls do this to me in a bar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Some of the jockeys are uh, claiming that uh, Bob Baffert, who was uh, one of the trainers, uh, I guess substituted the horse... In the race as a blocker for uh, Justify, I don't know how you prove that, but well,
5: they were. Cody was just saying on his way out that Justify never trailed.
2: Yeah, no. but, but but still, if the horse broke clean and another horse intentionally slowed or was targeted to slow the next best or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, remember you're talking about it only has to do that for a few seconds to change the outcome of race.
3: Well, let me say this: If there was a horse there specifically to block, how did a horse that was in last place come all the way and finish second at the
2: end? Well, you well, first of all, you can't block every horse in the race, but um, Justify has traditionally broken first and gone wire to wire. That's the way the horse runs. It doesn't want to. You don't want to find out what's going to happen if muds be inflicted in your face. So, and any horse behind number one or number one, two, and three is getting pummeled. You realize how much dirt is smashing the horse and the jockeys in the face. And if it's wet out, it's pelting them. So I I think what, what, you know, and I don't know if this happened, but there are certain things you're allowed to do within staying in your lane and moving over and so on. The videotape will tell, you know, obviously if, if there was any collusion going on. So we'll see.
5: That is weird. Like that you would have a, that you would think that you could get away with that. You definitely will not be able to get away with that.
2: Oh yeah, there's been episodes of whipping the other jockey. Whipping really? The, oh yeah, yeah. There was a uh, there was a jockey at out at Belmont. His name was Angel Cordero Jr. And he was you know very volatile, crazy. And mm-hmm. People loved him because he was so nuts. And uh, uh, yeah, he he like beat the crap out of uh, one other one other jockey before. You can't do that. No, I don't think you're allowed to do that. For oh, us. I thought they could. You so say you're just free on whipping. But I like, just saw like, 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 like you know, you're going by and we're just like, <laughs> like just whack like I love it. I, love it. I like him. it. I
5: think they should give him whips and chains and have them fight each other. I would love to see <laughs> that. Joe, how do you feel?
2: You're so quiet over there today.
5: So what? So Wow, there what? it is. All right, finally here. And Forrest, you're going to want to listen up because I know you are desperate for cash. Okay. Which we are scheduled to shave your head at some point this week. Let's not oh, forget Friday. about that. Friday. I'm excited. Friday. We're doing it. Free
2: haircut. Let's oh, go. All right.
5: <laughs> Let me offer you this.
2: Desperate Brian. for that. He's desperate. Because he you gets your haircut and it's still for like 12 bucks. <laughs> Especially the haircut we're going to give.
5: You get to spend 12 days in a St. Louis hotel. All your meals are catered. Everything is taken care of. You get paid $3,500. The only catch is you will be infected with the flu. i do it. <sighs> Doctors are doing this as a way to research flu strains and whatnot, so they're looking for people who will take $3,500 to have the flu for 12 days and be studied at this hotel.
2: That's kind of a vague description. That's a vague... Infected with the flu. Is it like the Crimean flu or some specific thing? They stuff say runny you?
5: nose fever, your, your standard flu, but they're trying to figure out... It's called the human challenge, <laughs> and they're trying to see where the strain is going. <laughs>
2: Do you have to sign, like, a waiver? Like, oh, sure.
5: There's happens? a million yeah. things involved. Yeah, there's all
2: kinds of stuff going on. For right.
5: 3500 bucks, you spend 12 days
3: sick as a dog. Yeah. All right.
2: That's a, now, that's now.
3: books for the rest of
2: college. Now, that's more, books right there. more important question before we go to break for us, and we're going to go to break after the answer of this question. So if you go on was the human condition. The human, the human challenge. If you go on the human challenge, okay? Yeah. Collect the 35 all meals, everything taken care of in some, you know, Schlepp Rock Hotel in Missouri. But <laughs> well, they're gonna probably have to probably have to burn the building yeah, down after. Right? Do you load this up on your Tinder as one of your qualifications? <laughs> Do you let other chicks know that you've been infected with the uh, with the flu? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. If chicks like that. Yeah, you're probably gonna delete. You
3: got that, a hotel
5: you? room for twelve days. Call some chicks over. Yeah,
3: for mm-hmm. chicks want to fool around with the guy who's
2: got the flu. Yeah, you don't gotta tell them.
5: All right. Be like, ah, I'm at the human challenge wing of the. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> this red roof in yeah I'm, I'm a member of a nasa science yeah. project right you can
5: there. get some st louis skanks for that i guarantee it
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, let's cut a break.
2: All the best local takes. Daniel Baldwin. I don't believe they're celebrating his failure to make it in the NBA. I believe they're looking at the potential of what next year could mean for Syracuse basketball with his return, which certainly they're a better team with him on it. Brent
0: Axe. This would certainly help absorb the blow of losing a player like Darius Bays because now Syracuse, I think, with Tyus Battle returning for his junior season, that's a preseason top 25 team. Did you miss a show on ESPN Syracuse? Listen back on iTunes or espn syracuse.com.
2: Hi, it's Jim Beheim, and you're listening to The Pulse of the Orange, ESPN
0: Radio 97.7 and 100.1. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show.
2: Hey now. So, we were talking about um, in So What, that LeBron James is, is rumored to have registered his two children. Into Los Angeles County schools for next year, Um, but there was a great interview done with him uh, over the weekend where he talks about the formation of super teams and that in today's market, uh, when and I think he's speaking of you know the elite fifteen best players, you know those guys or or twenty or so, um, you know that that let's face it, if this had been if the NBA, when they merged uh, these three great players that started this trend uh, for the Miami Heat, Dwayne Wade, um, Bosh, and LeBron, they met, they colluded. They met with each other and said, we need to get this done. We need to be on the same team. We need to win a title. If this was a stockbroker or a company that turned around and said, hey, man, we need it, the SEC would have fined them. So... Obviously, they're allowed to get together. They're allowed to do this, and they're allowed to plan. You take less, I'll take this, we'll try this, to make it work so they can get you know on a team together. Now we see the Golden State Warriors, which is the benchmark, or who to beat in the NBA. There's literally a notch above. They blow, they blow Cleveland out, with the best player arguably in the league on their team. They beat them four straight. It's not even funny. You think the NBA doesn't want something to happen with another couple of teams to create that— Boston LA kind of rivalry for the next five years. They do trust me. They they want that to happen so I kept saying all along that the logical place for him to go to would be Houston Houston took them to seven They played terribly in the last game And the addition of LeBron James on Houston would probably put them You know right there with with Golden State who's pretty solid for the next few years contract wise They're gonna retain all of their players so Does LeBron James want to sacrifice flying back and forth or doing whatever he has to do? I doubt he moves his family to Houston knowing he's only going to be there. So it's logical he would put them with the Lakers. But what was interesting was his, he said, you know, not every guy wants to be on a super team. And I thought, I'm I'm waiting for him to explain this. And he said, you know, there's guys that are pretty good in the league. He said, but they're not one of the players that makes a super team and they're never going to be one of the players. So they're going to get more out of not being on the super team because of how much has to go to pay the players to be on the super team. So when you took a look at Golden State, I don't know what Draymond got. I don't know what you know the next four guys, you know, 12, 11, 10, and 9 are paid, but it's probably the league minimum because they don't have any money left Oh yeah, because of what they have to pay. So y- you may win world titles, but you're probably not going to play a lot, and you're going to get paid the league minimum to play on that team. So there are... A number of players in the league that don't want to be on one of those teams. They'd rather play in Milwaukee and actually play and make a decent salary because they're not going to be vying for an NBA title. I,
3: I can see that because like when you first go into the league, I'm assuming their mindset is is getting the money, and then once you get into it, you start thinking, you know, I need to start winning some championships to get my legacy intact. So I I kind of feel like that's where he's coming from. Is he's talking about young players focusing on getting the money?
2: Well, it's funny you should say mindset, because he said, when I went to the Heat, I went there knowing I was of the same, I could speak the same way mindset-wise to these other two players. We were focused. We knew what we wanted to do. We knew what we came to do. And we knew we had to do it. He said, whatever team I go to, I want to be in that that situation, pardon me. I want to be in a situation where I'm thinking like the other guys in the team that we're all dedicated for this one thing which is to beat Golden State and win an NBA title. So it, it it it's really interesting to think where he's going to go, where he's going to end up being. I still think his greatest opportunity to win a title would be with the Houston Rockets. But with that said, um, you know, going to the Lakers behind closed doors already today those meetings that went on to set up the the Miami Heat situation are going on. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Are the Lakers and guys that he's thinking about that he wants George, you know, whoever whoever's is he meet is he flying somewhere to meet him to say, "Hey man, are we going to do this or not?" and getting guarantees that people are going to commit to going to Lakers then there is the possibility that, you know, he goes it's one of two places to be the ultimate show. Chicago had a run at it because they had Jordan and they had those teams. But if you're going to play in any of the two meccas, you're going to play in Madison Square Garden or you're going to play in the LA Forum. One, Even more than Boston, I think.
5: One question I have for you, uh Daniel, is looking back at this past the final game, how do you feel about Kevin Durant getting MVP? What what were because he was getting booed. He was in Cleveland. Kevin Durant gets MVP. Everybody thinks it should have been Steph Curry. I don't. Oh, well, no. I don't think it's. Steph no. Curry
2: played terrible. But people were Kevin Durant. He had two games he played really well. But in all the playoffs too, Steph Curry played terrible. So you're fine with Durant being
3: the MVP. Oh yeah, he's aside from LeBron, he was the best player could, in the finals. Yeah. It could have been
2: the. It, it could have been the first time they ever gave it to somebody who lost. I. Th- it maybe if he had won
3: one game, they would have. But not someone who gets swept. I feel like that would have. Right.
2: I'm just saying. As far as the individual player, yeah, he carried that team all the way through to where they got. I mean it's listen, what, and the other thing, 8 consecutive finals. He, you're never going to see this again ever what you're watching right now. You will never see a team, just like I'll tell you, you will never in our lifetime and 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 I don't think ever cuz of free agency see a team do with the Buffalo Bills go to 4 consecutive Super Bowls. You're never going to see that again. It's never going to happen. You can't again. keep the team together that long. Do you think that this this Golden
5: State Warriors the fourth in a row thing is detrimental to the sport. Do you think the people are going to now viewers will be like, oh, well, why even watch it because Golden State's going to win. It. Why? Why do I even care?
2: No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if the league, you know, really wishes it was San Francisco, Chicago, Miami, a bigger city. Yeah. You know, I mean, kind of San Francisco team, but they're the they're, state. They're about to move there. Yeah, they're, they're going to do. They got to do something. Yeah, they're they're they
3: have like a new arena. They're moving to San Francisco. They yeah. got. They got out of Oakland as quick as possible. But to answer your question, I feel like LeBron going to Houston would bring some balance to the NBA because you look at it, it's not just going to be Golden State going through the West easily. They're they're going to meet Houston again in the Western Conference Finals. And if LeBron's on that team with Chris Paul, James Harden, and maybe they add some other pieces, that's going to be a team to compete against the Warriors.
2: Well, and another thing that LeBron's in, in the um... – In the position to do, you know, when Michael went to the Wizards, it was really weird to watch him play that. But he didn't take Michael Jordan money. Obviously, the deal that he had on the side was when I retire, I'm going to own a piece of the team. Imagine what if they can pay out that money, what an NBA franchise makes, how much you make if you're an owner. So what they did was they went, hey, come here and play we're going to give you when you're done a piece of the team you'll be an owner of the Washington Wizards. So, again, LeBron's in a position to say I'll take the league minimum and go to Houston. He could. He could save all that salary cap and be, he's still going to make what does he he makes a fraction of what he makes playing basketball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A fraction yeah, I mean, he makes 40, 50. What did they list him when you list? He was at Forbes, yeah. Yeah. So, how much do they do a breakdown of what he makes yeah, as a I'll player? Tell you, I'll tell you in a second. Here it comes baby, all the news the way you like it. Joe Salzon, what are you working on over there, buddy?
1: Uh, nothing actually. I'm
0: just.
5: You <laughs> <laughs> spending time
1: with us? So- I'm, just, I'm just pensively looking at the screen, so it looks like I'm doing something, but I'm, I'm really not doing
2: anything. I see you really not doing nothing. Nothing at all. You want to go to break and come back with our last segment, Joe?
5: You're the boss. Wow, Here, balls. I have the number for you right Tummy. now. Tell uh, me. As I can skip past this ad for watches. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the internet. I see
2: <laughs> Five foot four, large chested. Joe, how oh, dare dude. you? Go to break. This goddamn internet. you going to break. All we'll right. be right back with more of The Big Show. This is The Daniel
0: Baldwin Show. Hey, now. We're back. Did
5: you pull it up? LeBron James annually makes thirty-three and a half million dollars salary, fifty-two million dollars in endorsements.
2: Okay, so he makes thirty-three, and he makes fifty-two, so that's eighty-five mil. If he was to slash his fee to play by twenty, think about it, by twenty million, right? And yeah. He played for thirteen. Even if he cut it in half, let's say he cut it in half. How much more money does it bring to him in endorsements and his shoe sales and everything else to win two more titles?
5: That's what you said right there is something I don't know why I had not even thought of.
2: Think if that's, about it. Yeah, if so it if he goes I'm to definitely. Houston and they come out with, you know, the Rockets Red Glare LeBron James uh-huh. series for, you know, MJ and Nike and whatever, and he sells fifty million shoes in the next ten years, of which he gets Sixty-two bucks per shoe or something. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's some astronomical amount of money he can command. You have to look at what the long. So he's only going to play those two years. That's all he gets. The shoe sells for ten. You're still buying Air Jordans. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're still buying Michael Jordan Air Jordans. Guy hasn't lifted up a basketball and played in twenty years. Yeah, or fifteen. So, but I still wear
5: my Shaq Diesel uh, shoes. You wear the Diesel. Remember Shaq and his sneakers.
2: (laughs) Yes, and there's a player. Think about it. Remember when Kobe, I have a pair of the yellow Kobes. You know why they're significant? Why? Because it was just before Nike was going to release the new Kobe Bryant Laker shoe. And he got caught up in that whole thing in Eagleton, Colorado Mm -hmm. with the rape of the girl that they accused him of. And they shelved the shoe. They ended up never letting it go. But because I had a relationship athletically and as an entertainer with Nike, I got a pair of them. That's awesome. I've got the Kobe
5: Show. Oh my god, the Reebok Shack attacks are available right now. With the pump. It's got the Reebok pump. You don't remember the pump. I know what it is. I wasn't alive no, for it. He doesn't know the pump first. I, you know why I remember the pump. Did you wear the pump? <gasps> Did you have an endorsement? Did you have a pump endorsement? Oh my god, you
3: don't know why. I know Let the pump. me Oh, I've heard I've heard this story. This now is a good I got one. Here. Now this I is I got a good
2: one. one. Google it. Daniel Google it. Baldwin Reebok Pump? No. Google. Um um let's see, how would you Google it? Uh Nike versus uh, the pump from reebok versus Nike and see what okay. comes All up right. see if the commercial comes up
5: Nike uh is it a are you, hold on a second here
2: go to videos let's take a look let's take a look whats there. this is this is a devastating story in my career
5: Dominique Wilkins
2: no let's go to um bungee jump
5: there it is add,
2: add bungee jump there it is add the bungee jump can reebok
5: we play? versus Nike can, we bungee play, jump can we commercial. play
2: can we play this
5: it, not off me. No, can you I'm play wa- it off your
2: board if you pull it up? Uh, I'm watching it here.
1: Sure.
2: Take a look at how amazing. So I'm going to describe it to you. So there's two guys standing on a bridge. Mm-hmm. They're looking down. They look at each other. They're standing there. And one guy starts pumping up his Reeboks. Can you turn the volume up, please? Yeah. Turn it all the way up. Here it is. You can hear it play in the background. Ready? Tell me if you recognize anything. They show the bottom of shoes Nike, Reebok, and these guys are bungee jumping off a bridge. And now you're going to start to hear their... V- their uniforms that they have like these warm-ups fluttering in the wind here comes that's it and here it comes tell me if you recognize anything and bang the pump from Reebok it fits a little better than your ordinary athletic shoe. the pump from Reebok It fits a little better than your ordinary athletic shoe. So one guy, that's my voice. I'm in the room with the voice of the pump. That was the opening commercial they ever did for the pump from Reebok. So the two guys bungee jump off, really cool commercial. Mm -hmm. One guy comes back up that has the Reeboks on and he's still attached to the bungee cord. The other comes up and it's just the Nike shoes and the guy has obviously met his demise because he wasn't wearing the pump. Mm Mm-hmm. So when you do a voiceover campaign of this size, they offer you either a buyout or you get paid residuals. Every time the thing airs, you get, you know, $210 or whatever it is. So the buyout offer was a pretty substantial number. And my agent said, you know, if you take the buyout, it's guaranteed. I said, are you kidding me? Oh, damn! This ad is going to run forever and it's going to run 85 (laughs) times a day. So sure enough, the thing runs for the first month and I make like $60,000 in a month. (sighs) it runs and runs and runs i'm like yes you're set the next month some kid in alabama climbs out a window ties a pair of boots with his brother to the end of a rope at one end of the rope around the chimney and throws the boots off the house they come careening through the plate glass window and gives his grandmother a heart attack and she dies right on the spot Immediately Reebok puts a disclaimer on it and pulls the ad. Then they're gonna put it back out again. Then a second incident happens where some kid did something else and, and it caused some injury and they went, Pull the ad, it's too dangerous. And they pulled the ad and I could got <laughs> and I got stuck with the It is no the dough. story of your life. These like just <sighs> you just missed it. It's like Galaxy Entertainment. Look, I came in. I thought I was gonna I thought I was gonna be Ed's right hand man. I can't, you know, I'm I'm out. It doesn't even know. say hello anymore. It's over. I mean, we're still bros, right here. We're still bros. <laughs> still bros. You me, Joe Salzon, Joe Salzon, Salzon, still this
5: I mean, real deal, Neil Holyfield over I here. I got real deal. All right, the commander, real deal, Neil. We will Holyfield. hand Thank it back you. to the Dan Levitard show. No show tomorrow. No
2: show tomorrow. Playing a celebrity golf event, I think, with Big Steve.
5: Very exciting. And we're back on Wednesday. Back on Wednesday. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse.